With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, episode 106. Yes, that is a special number and it brings back memories of when we had a good team. Sadly, our team at the moment is more than a little bit crap, isn't it? A one-all draw last night at Barnsley, and we really should have lost the match. Yet, yeah, bottom of the league, Barnsley. To help me talk through it, I've been joined by Harrison Mitchell. Hi, Harrison. Hi, great to be on here. Cheers, yeah. And um, I've also been joined by Sam Stevenson. Hi, Sam. Hello. So, when you saw the team news last night, Harrison, what was your kind of like first reaction? Because we had five changes. Um, I quite like the look of it, to be fair. I thought the right players were dropped. It was good to see Jao and Obita back, as well as obviously Ajaria. I thought Adam deserved his place after coming on and doing well against Birmingham, especially with Pele not being good. So I was quite liking it. I still wasn't sure on the formation because I'm not a big fan on the 5-3-2. I don't think it really works with us going forward. But still, I thought it was the best option for what we could play. Yeah, no, I kind of agree. How do you think some of those changes worked out, Sam? Um, well, obviously, you know, with hindsight, um, <laughs> it, it, it really didn't work. And you, we've been talking about it for a while, but you see how much you miss Swift. You miss somebody in midfield who can pull everything together. And that's really what he is at the moment. He's almost like the conductor, right, for the rest of the team. Um, I'm not saying we are incapable of playing well without Swift. But this season, at least, when he's not been in the team, we've lacked any kind of cohesion between, you know, the back line and anything going forward. Um, Swift's been dropping deep. He's been picking the ball up. And, you know, and Ajari even looked lost without him. Um, he didn't seem to have options. So he ended up trying to take too much on and losing the ball too easily. And, and I don't know, it was just a, it was a mess, wasn't it? It was really, it just really didn't look good. There was no fight. There was nothing. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was... I mean, if I was to mark that halftime, I gave us a four out of ten. And i got to say, I think it went down in the second half. The second half was grim. We did have chances. Yep. And we will go through the match in more uh, detail. But, um, yeah, I mean, part of me doesn't even want to go talk about it, really. But I guess I have to examine I'm doing the podcast here. And it would be a bit dead otherwise. <laughs> but the first 25 minutes, Barnsley were just all over us. I mean, just watching that, Harrison, how do you feel watching us against a team that's bottom of the league, two wins all season, and they're outplaying us, aren't they? Oh, it was just so frustrating. And we just couldn't win. We just couldn't get the ball off them. And even if we did, we'd just clear it straight away and give it back to them. So it almost felt pointless playing. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it was the kind of constantly, it was like the Barnsley Alamo. Which is, I don't know if that's ever happened, but if it was, it was last night. But we did have one glorious chance in the ninth minute from Puskas. Uh, through ball from Rinomoto. Now, we've seen this from Puskas many times now. What are you thinking about that chance when he's through on goal, um, uh, Sam? Are you thinking he's going to score? Or are you thinking, 
this is going to go wrong. So I feel like you could just wind back to like a previous podcast I've been on, just take the comments from that and rinse and repeat them. Like it's, it, it I can't defend the guy anymore. Like he just keeps, uh, you know, it, he's had easier chances this season um, and missed them as well. But like, it, it just feels like he seems to score the ones when you don't expect them. But most of the chances he's been kind of given on a plate this season, he's just absolutely wasted. And I'm just starting to think he's not that good. Maybe we pay too much for him. Um, but yeah, you know, early on, again, if he'd scored that, the game would have been different. We would have had, you know, our tails up and possibly gone on and got a second. Um, but yeah, it, it, again, it's another tale of, you know, Pushkas missing a, a chance, uh, you know, a good point in the match that would have given us an opportunity to go on and get something. And yeah, the game kind of turned on its... Well, I don't want to say turned on its head because they were the better team, but you know what I mean. No, no, we don't put it all last night down. It really came away from us. Yeah, yeah. If we score the first goal at uh, last night, I feel the whole dynamics of the situation changes. Barnsley are going to feel the pressure massively. And then it eases up our players and all of a sudden you've got oh, just so much more. There would be more space because Barnsley would have to come up even more. But they were pressing really high in that first 25 minutes and we were constantly trying to kind of like counter-attack them. But, I don't know, what do you think George Puskas? And he scored a hat-trick last week, Harrison, or not last week, the week before against Wigan. But are you thinking he's going to get past 12, 13 goals this season? Um, I thought definitely at the start of the season, I thought he would. And then there's been definitely been signs where I've thought, yeah, you're a good player. And then... After that hat trick, I thought, you know, he's going to kick on here. But last two games, we haven't really seen it. I'm still hopeful, but I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's kind of... There was one moment, and that second goal he scored against Wigan was pure quality. And that's the kind of thing you're talking about. He does have those little moments. I mean, he gets in the right places. People listening to this to be saying, oh, he's got such great movement. But the problem is, just consistently when he gets in that position, it's kind of feel... It, in that chance, when he had the one-on-one, Gunter's waiting there for him to pull it back to him. Now, who knows what will happen if Chris Gunter got a ball? I mean, he's not lethal player in the box as well. Who knows? Who knows? He, he might have passed it backwards. That's what some people are thinking, aren't they? Listening to this. But he's just kind of oh, frustrating. But it's just, I don't know. Only 11th minute. We had what I keep on seeing against us, teams countering us from a corner kick. Now, Barnsley did it again. And how they put in that shot, that's going to be one of the worst shots I've seen in the championship this season. I mean, my dad, my nan's been dead for 25 years. She would have put in a better shot than that. It was absolutely <laughs> from Barra. It was like a pass back to Raphael. But why are we so open, Harrison, from corners? I don't understand it, to be fair. Are we? I don't know, are we overcommitting players up there? But we're still leaving about two players back. It just seems like there's almost nothing between the last two defenders and all those players in the box, and they're not tracking back quick enough to get there. So there's just a huge gap for almost a player in the middle of the pitch just to break away. And it, it needs to be improved, but I don't really know why it's happening. It shouldn't be happening because it's just basics, really. For me, part of the problem is, you know, sending more up for long throws consistently means that we get caught out quite easily on the counter. And because it's become so consistent, like every time we have a throw in the final third, more will be on it. Teams can just be like, OK, if you get the ball, 
put your quick strikers up because their defenders aren't quick enough, Miazga and Morrison, and just play balls over the top or try and get them behind. And they can do it because Moore's out of position. Um, and it would be nice to see us kind of, I don't know, I'm not saying never give more a long throw opportunity, but they're not really working out for us anyway. So it'd be nice to see us like mix it up a little bit. Um, I think that's definitely an issue, though, in, in respect to the counterattacks anyway. Yeah, no, no, I agree. That is some of the issue, definitely from throwing. So you're seeing it quite a lot against teams. And yeah, teams aren't stupid. They pick it up very quickly. But it wasn't helped, obviously, last night by having Charlie Adam in the team. I mean, Charlie Adam has got some really nice passing still. There's no <laughs> doubt on that. But he's not mobile. He is not mobile. I well, mean, I still think it's the right decision to play him. Yeah, go on, sir. Well, even even like someone like John Swift is doing a much better job now of trying to kind of get in amongst things and breaking up play and putting the odd tackle in and stuff like that. And he's fairly lightweight. But Adam, the problem is people were just walking around him last night, right? And like, if he does manage to to get the ball of someone, he usually ends up giving away a foul. Um, I don't. I think his passing wasn't great last night either. So at that point, you're thinking, what's he in the team for? Because then all the all the work goes through Rinomota. Um, and Rinomota's not having the best season, in my opinion. Um, so, and, and Ajaria looked lost without someone there to kind of balance that midfield out. And I, I really do think we were carrying Adam last night, and that definitely played into to Barnsley's ability to kind of play around with the ball in midfield. A team that are bottom of the league were playing around with the ball in midfield quite freely. And I think a lot of that comes down to Adam just not being able to kind of contribute when we didn't have the ball. Yeah, his, there was no energy really, was there? He's He doesn't have that in his game. Um, slightly frustrating display as well last night from Ovi Ajaria. The man's got talent. There's no doubt on that. But for the reasons that he gave uh, possibly earlier, Sam, he was trying to do too much last night. He was going to try to go past the four or five players in one go and... Yeah, that might happen once or twice. But what did you think of his display, uh, Harrison? Um, he wasn't as good as normal last night. But to be fair, you can't blame him in particular, considering no. considering what he was surrounded with. I think a big problem with Ajaria is he, he takes the ball forward a couple of times, gets past a couple of players, and then he'll lose it. He'll lose it by the fourth man or something. So I think he needs to start looking up more and giving the ball and looking for options rather than just taking it forward himself. Because you see, yeah. He, yeah, he's doing really well against a couple of men, but he's not going to do that forever. So it's almost about his final product he needs to improve on. I think someone was particularly getting upset with him last night was Jao. Because there was a few times when he was in open space, not yeah. through a goal or anything, but he wasn't giving him the ball. But the problem is Jao does that as well. So yeah. it's a kind of face-off. I mean, on Jao... I wasn't in the first half. He was just not. He's a massive bloke, and he's strong, and he should be able to hold up the ball a little bit. Um, I know they were dealing with scraps. There wasn't really much chances the the ball that they had in the front two. But Jao, he, he scored two goals. Obviously, scored the game uh, last night. We'll come on to that later. But he's just a frustrating player, isn't he, Sam? He is a frustrating player. Um, he's going to blow hot or cold. Um, but he was just another player that was off the boil again, right? Like, Bowen mentioned it after the Birmingham game. Um, you know, when you, you can deal with, like, maybe two or three players that are off the boil and you're carrying them a little bit, but when the majority of your team are off the boil, you're not going to win games. And it was the same against Birmingham as it was last night. Um, I can't really pick anybody out last night and say they performed anywhere near the standard we need them to be performing. And that suggests that too many of the players just aren't up to up to it at the moment. Um, 
And so, yeah, in regards to Zhao, yeah, you know, you want to see more from him. But I just think it's really hard for me to pick anyone out and say they had a bad performance because everything needs to work together. You need passing to be flowing and you need players to be moving properly and midfielders to be breaking up play and the defenders to actually be able to just clear the ball when they when they are under pressure. And nothing worked last night. Um, across the board, it was poor. Um, and I think the only player that comes out with any, not even credit, but at least not like on a negative side is probably Cabral because other than playing the ball inside the box when he maybe shouldn't have, Morrison could have cleared it. It wasn't really on him. Other than that, he didn't really make any mistakes. Um, but yeah, everybody else was poor um, and, you know, head to toe. I can't, I can't, I don't want to like talk about Zhao specifically or any, any player on the pitch and say they were particularly terrible because they were all terrible and nothing worked. And that's no, a- definitely. It wasn't a case of one player last night being bad and costing the team. Um, well, there was one moment, but um, it was <laughs> there was one moment. But yeah, overall, I think I agree on um, uh, the goalkeeper there. He was the only player I think came out with any kind of credit. And in the 44th minute, he makes another key save from Chaplin when oh, I was sure there was going to be a goal here. But the quality of Barnsley is so low. I mean, some of the chances that they've missed, I mean, I can see why they're always yo-yoing between League One and the Championship, because they're more League One than they are Championship. And I know they outplayed us last night. I'm not going to pretend that. But overall, I think we should be, uh, if we don't finish above Barnsley, wow, I'll I'll be getting an Oxford uh, season ticket. That is how committed that (laughs) that won't be happening. But moving on to the second half, we had an early-ish chance from a beater on the 56th minute. Now, it's another one when Jow's got the ball and he's played it through. He had a chance to play it to Puskas, who would have been straight through on goal. But then he gives it to a beater. Now, beater on his left foot, it's a kind of perfect pass for him. Harrison, how does he hit that over the bar? Um, good question. <laughs> I, I don't really know how I can give an answer for that. Uh, <clears throat> it's just... We don't. We almost seem to be scared of shooting. Um, it just was. It wasn't a great shot at all. And I don't know really what we're doing on the training ground um, in regards to attacking and get taking shots because it just doesn't. Either seems like we're make, taking poor shots or just we're scared of shooting. Then we're just eventually giving the ball away in that um, like six yard box or around that area. Yeah, he should have scored, but. No idea, to be fair. No, he's hit so many shots. It's perfect for him. I and mean, he scored that one recently, didn't he, against Luton? I mean, maybe... I think what he's tried to do, he's tried to hit the top left-hand corner there as he's looking. And he's got it slightly wrong. Just on the target. Give me that moment when the goalie has to make a save. Because yeah. you never know. I mean, the Barnsley players yeah, are capable yeah. of anything. Absolutely anything. And <laughs> it's very low standard. You don't know. It could have gone in. But... That was such a vital moment in the game because then in the 58th minute, well, Morrison just has a complete, I don't know what he was thinking with that moment. When he, does he try and nutmeg the Barnsley player or is it a pass? I think he just, just panicked every tries to kick it. I think he just he, like... Yeah, he did. He did, Sam. He's got three options. He can either kick it long, he can go back to Raphael yeah. or he can go to Miazga. And he chooses option four, which was not the right option. I and mean, Sam, when you see that, when I was watching it, I was thinking, do not make a mess of this. Because we've seen it under Yapstam. We've seen it under Gomez. It's, it's the second week in a row. 
It's the second re- week in a row that's happened. Because yes. it happened against Birmingham as well, right? Um, between uh, Richards and, and Morrison, both of them had a chance to get rid of it and they fucked around with it and, and we ended up conceding. And it's, it, it, I know it's a, probably a bit more schoolboy than that, but it's still, um, I think, again, like, like I was saying earlier, it, I, you've got to absolutely um, isolate Morrison for that, 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 that issue causing that. But it says a lot about the defence as a whole that we are consistently conceding silly goals again. Um, it just feels like Stam again, doesn't it? It feels like, you know, we're, we're trying to play around too much at the back, maybe. I, I don't really know. But you'd like to think that a, a player with the experience of Morrison would know, you know, if you're in, if you're in, in trouble, kick it out for a corner. It, it's annoying and fans might boo you, but it's better than giving away a goal. Just... Do whatever you need to do there to make sure you don't give the ball to the opposition. It's so basic. And I don't know, I almost laughed when I saw it. I was just like... It is. It's been coming, but we've held out somehow. And then we just think, well, let's just give them the ball and see what they can do. And But it's comical to get annoyed anymore about this stuff because it's just happening so consistently. Yeah, it's comical, isn't it, Harrison? It's just... It's just absolute shit, isn't it, really? They can't dress it up. <laughs> it's yeah. just... I mean, you're right, Sam. We just kind of like... Somehow we'd managed to hang in in the game and then we just thought, no, 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 no. Come on. You can have a get-out-of-jail card here. Just have a shot and see what happens. You know? It's, it's just so poor. I'm watching yeah. it. You think these are basic things. These are professional footballers. How can they make that mistake? And after they've got away with a similar thing on Saturday, they don't seem to learn. And from an experienced player like Morrison, it's not a young kid who's made that mistake. I'm sure, he, like Mark Burns said, he's devastated after the match. He didn't mean to do it, obviously. No, sure. But, you know, it's just, it's completely ruined. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can, t- we can touch on some of this stuff, like maybe when we finish discussing the game, but like I am starting to get a little bit worried with Bowen that there are, we're starting to consistently see some issues that don't seem to be fixing themselves. Even the Wigan game, you know, where we, we ended up winning, but, you know, that was a five minute flurry of goals and we were poor for the rest of the match. And a lot of the issues seem to be the same as we've had the last, you know, couple of games. And we can't be in a situation where we're just saying, well, Swift's injured, you know, or Yeardom's injured or whatever, because, um, injuries are going to happen. You have to account for them. And we can't just be like, well, we accept we're going to be shit when we're losing a couple of players. So it's all well and good, Bowen, coming out after the game and saying it, telling it like it is, you know, and just saying like, oh, yeah, the players were bad or whatever. But these, we have to see some of these issues fixed, rectified when we're, you know, and if, if you know, we keep seeing these kinds of issues from Morrison, drop him. I don't care if you want to play five at the back. If you do, bring in McIntyre, you know, do something different. Don't, don't say, you know, he's played two weeks in a row and he's made mistakes two weeks in a row. Let's leave him in there because we have to. Um, and the same with Adam. If Adam has a poor game or even even Ajaria Swift, doesn't matter who it is, drop him if they're not playing well. Mm. Drop it and change it. Um, it's, it's starting to worry me a little bit that, you know, we've got a very inexperienced manager and he's in a very shitty situation and that's not necessarily on him, but he has to deal with it. Um, yeah, no, definitely that's the chance he's taken, isn't it, Harrison? I mean... It's a worry that he can see the game so open and he doesn't seem to change yet. I mean, does that bother you? Well, yeah. Uh, it just seems like the same mistakes happening week in, week out. Um, especially 
like with the lineup, with the way we're playing, when it's not working, he just doesn't really seem to. He might make a change, kind of, to the formation during the game. Then he just doesn't seem to really change it for the next week. And it seems the next week we're making the same mistakes. Then we end up trying to try and get an equaliser because we're losing because he hasn't made those changes in training or whatever. It's just a. He's not. Nothing's improving really. Yeah, and he also kind of. If he's finding he's finding it a pattern, and then he's trying it again. We go four four to Wigan when we're losing, which makes sense completely. You're trying to chase the game, yeah. And then when we're one all at home against Birmingham, when being honest, I would have taken a draw from that game because we were so poor in the first half, and also we're missing key players. That would have been fine if we'd walked away with their draw. I wouldn't, you know, obviously I want to win, but it wouldn't have been a disaster. But why go yeah. four four two? I mean, we've been through this in the last episode, so I'm not going to go through it again because it's taken me to a dark <laughs> place. I, I do think, <laughs> think it's worth like I'm not saying we delve into this stuff, but it's definitely worth highlighting as you just have because we are seeing consistent errors and consistent decisions that don't make sense from the manager. And so while I'm not saying we will pile in him now, um, you know, he is going to start to see questions if he keeps on making decisions that either change the game for the negative or don't improve things or change much, you know, in regards to what's going on. Um, You know, like we've seen in recent weeks, he'll put on a defender when we're chasing the game, like last minute and things like that. And it's just like, why? Why are you doing that? Um, And and there are little weird things that he's doing at the moment and saying that I'm a bit like, okay, cool. This is probably not going the way it should be. Especially given like when he first came in as a manager, the thing people praised him for was that he effectively kept Gomez's formations in place and just tried to push Ajari and Swift a bit further forward. Um, yeah, more basic style of football as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, get the ball up the other end of the pitch as quickly as possible and don't don't piss around with it and let's be a bit more nasty in front of the fans. And all the stuff that he said early on that we actually saw, last night there was no nastiness. No one seemed to care that much. It was very pedestrian. There was The passing was awful. And... Um, and you're just seeing like the complete opposite of the things that he was saying he wanted early on. Um, and so, yeah, it just it just worries me that the longer this goes on, you know, we'll possibly end up getting dragged right back down into the relegation zone again. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a pattern that I've seen many times over the last, well, four out of five of the last seasons. We can put kind of displays in for three, four games maximum and then it drops off massively. Yeah. That's all we seem to be able to be do, and that's kind of what Bowen's got out of them, and that's that's been the same under Stam, Clement, Gomez. So that is not a manager thing. That's something kind of mentality. I think. Well, I've had some. I've had some. I don't want to call them arguments, but conversations with some people on Twitter about this, and like, you know, the arguments generally being, well, we're a poor team, and I've said, yeah, but you know, we managed to get results against Preston, Cardiff. We did quite well against Leeds, even though we lost. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not, and we got the win against West Brom, a draw against West Brom rather away. Like we put in some good performances and we proved that we can mix it with the best teams in the league, but we can't do it consistently. And then the response is generally like, well, you know, that's the championship. It's not consistent. It's like, but I don't think you should accept that as a fan. I don't think you should just be like, well, the championship's inconsistent. You're going to get results against some big teams. So we should just be like, okay, cool. Accept these results. Like Barnsley are truly an awful team. They're a really, really poor team and they will probably get relegated. And if we can't up our performance against teams like that, we're gonna we're just as bad as them, you know. And and like there's it's not like we should be beating teams like Barnsley, um, because yesterday we didn't deserve to. But if we want to stay in this division, we have to. Like that's it. That's the bottom line. Um, 
and it's not about thinking like we're better than them or anything like that it's just about having to be better than them to survive and we're not <laughs> we're just not no, no, i mean yeah it's, it's hard to argue when you play them and they're actually better than us but Getting back to the game last night, Baldock came on for Puskas in the 64th minute. Uh, he went off with a shoulder injury, uh, Puskas. That didn't look great at all. So hopefully he's going to be back soon. Because players going off injured when he's kind of yeah, not having the greatest of seasons. But um, but Baldock, when he came on, I thought was a little bit of an improvement. Um, it didn't massively change the game. It wasn't suddenly turned into a game changer. But... The 76th minute, we did score an equaliser through Jao. I came from absolutely nothing. I was sat there watching it, and I can't be the only one, Harrison, thinking we're not going to score, but we finally do from a corner. Yeah, I, I, I kind of at first didn't really realise we had scored. I was like, oh, we had yeah. scored, because I, I, so, I wasn't expecting it at all. After that, Barnsley had scored, I thought, well, we've lost here. I, I've not seen any signs of us scoring, so we're definitely not going to get an equaliser. So it was definitely... a Surprise when that went in, but we almost seemed to—they seemed to kick on a bit after we had scored and try and go for a like a winner, but it still wasn't great. Yeah, I'd say for about three minutes they kicked on. Yeah, <laughs> and they seemed to give up. Yeah. Then we had a golden chance to make it two-one, and Bulldog then puts in an almost inch-perfect cross. If you want to be really, really, really fussy, it's a little bit lower than in an ideal header, but Mate. He's got to get that on target, hasn't he, So I'm so angry about it. Like, I was swearing at the TV last night. I was fuming. I just thought, like, we played badly. We don't deserve anything out of this game. You've just been handed a golden opportunity, unmarked, in the box, no pressure. And the ball's not... If it's below him, he should be able to do something with it. But he manages to get under it and just head it up over, straight over the bar. I, firstly, I don't know how he did that. And secondly, that is atrocious. And, like, Maytay's been very hot or cold this season. More cold than hot, I'd say. Um, and maybe that's because he hasn't had a run in the team after last last season. But um, but chances like that, it's the same as the Pushcast one in the first half, right? Like, that's the talking point of the game. That was the chance to go and get, get three points. And it's really easy to look at the defence and say, Morrison's an idiot, he should have cleared it. But I think that is just as bad, if not worse, um, yeah. than what Morrison did. Um, because that would have given us the three points just as much as Morrison potentially took them away. You know, it's 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 really poor. And um, I mean, I'm glad that he started on the bench, but until he starts, you know, sorting out the basics of the game, learning how to pass the ball when he's under pressure and do the simple things and not have the ball cannon off him five yards when someone's playing him a simple pass. Like, I just, I don't like Mate in the team, especially a team that's underperforming. If we're creating loads of chances, he'll score a few of them. But if we're not the way we are at the moment, when he's getting that golden opportunity, he's not going to score it. And it's just so frustrating. It makes me so angry. Oh, no, it is. No, totally. Harrison, what do you think of uh, Yaku Mate's decision-making? Um, very poor, to sum it up shortly. I don't really think Mate's good enough. I think some of our fans seem to think, think he's some kind of like God. But <laughs> I know he did well last season, but... This season, he's really been poor. He's just missing chances, and he just seems to give the ball away constantly. He's never looking up to like pass it. He's almost trying to do it all himself, but he just loses it. I, I want to yeah. point out that I do, I do like him as a guy. I think he's a friendly guy, nice. He hangs yeah. out with fans. Um, and in light of the stuff that's happened with McCleary and the interview he gave, like I don't want to like hammer down on any player no. in the team, but like talking purely, you know, on a football basis, yeah, he's 
he's not there at the moment. Definitely not this season. Just so many times he takes a shot when it's not on. There was an opportunity. There was one moment in the second half after we'd equalised when he takes a shot and it's going absolutely nowhere. It deflects the gun to, he puts a cross in, and then we get a chance. But actually, the shot was never going in. So it was sheer luck that we actually got a chance from it. The game's but, blending into one for me, but was it was it Birmingham or was it last night where he was outside the box quite late on and he just pinged one straight over the bar? Birmingham. Sure. Birmingham, okay. <laughs> it was Birmingham. Yeah. Right at the exact moment. Yeah. I remember watching it. Yeah, we talked about that one on Sunday. Oh, ja was just stood next to him waiting for the ball. And yeah. In fact, now I look back at it, Jao spends a lot of time up front for Reading just thinking, why haven't you passed to me? Or why am I Reading? I'm waiting. <laughs> I wish I could leave Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what wage he's on. He might he might not be thinking that in other ways. That's, that's true. That's yeah, but just fair yeah. enough to him. He signed a contract. <laughs> but also Barnsley then went on to have two late chances still when they really should have won it. Well, maybe not the first one. Raphael makes a good save when it was a really tight angle. That's a tough one to score from, that one. But the 1-1 one, one, uh, Coley Woodrow completely miskicks the ball in our penalty area. When he's just wide open, no one nearer from a cutback. And you just think, this is why you're going to be bottom of the league. <laughs> Not just that one moment. And you've got to take that. But it's just just depressing. I mean, it, it felt like a loss last night, even though we got a draw. I mean, do you think that's a fair comment, Harrison? Yeah. I, you, you can't really take any positives from last night. I know it's, a, it's an extra point, but when when we should be realistically doing better this season, a point at the bottom of the league isn't good enough at all. It's just so depressing, isn't it? Yeah. And it was a lucky point, as we talked about. Even Charlie Adam talking about it after the game, he was saying, yeah, we'll take the point, but kind of, yeah. <laughs> you can I, see he wasn't saying uh, it. I saw someone mention this in an article um, when we played Leeds a while ago, who suggested that, he, you know, the Reading team was pretty good on paper. And if Bielsa was in charge, he'd probably take this Reading squad up. I don't know whether you agree with that or not. I just I'm just interested because um, I think on paper, like we I do think we've got some good players and I think they've proven themselves yeah. against some of the better teams in the league. But I just think they've been badly coached for years. Yeah, Bielsa's a, a brilliant coach. So, yeah, he would definitely get us better than where we are. I find that hard to believe that he wouldn't. He's proven it at loads of clubs. But, but, I mean, like, the lead. suggestion was that he would. this team would be good enough to go up uh, if, with the right manager in charge. Like, Because, I mean, we've spent a lot of money. And, and the only reason I'm asking is just because the amount of money we've spent, the kind of players we've brought in um, with the right manager, do you think? I mean, it's a mental hypothetical and it might mean nothing. But I just, it's just came, I don't know, I just thought of it because um, we are doing so badly at the moment, but people keep talking about how we've got good players in the team, you know. Um, that's because they just see them for one game. Sure. I think that's the problem that the opposition fans see them in one game or see them on Twitter, social media, whatever, as we all do. And we think, oh yeah, he's good. He's rubbish, whatever, because you'd make that judgment. But if you see them over a period of a season... You know why they are where they are because sure. they're just so. It just, I feel like you could have had this conversation for the last three years. Yeah, that's <laughs> really. That is true. It's just so consistently poor. I mean, we're in relegation battles four times out of five now in those yeah. seasons. I mean, there's a pattern there, isn't it? This is not a one off. So when people say we've got better players, have we really? 
We've had it's, multiple it's, managers. It's a but Bielsa is a different level. Bielsa is a different level. So, yeah, I agree. He probably would get us to um, 15th. So, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> three times <laughs> way up the table. So, we have got Stoke City away on Saturday. Um, they recently had the home win against uh, Luton Town 3-0. And we know how poor Luton Town are. Um, they're not far away from us. But... They're, yeah, Luton and Barnsley, I don't think there's much in it. But Luton, yeah, I think they're going to go down. But Barnsley, Barnsley, sorry, Stoke City recently went to Barnsley and won 4-2. And last night we could only get a one all there. I don't know. What do we think is going to happen on Saturday, Harrison? Play anything like we did last night, then I, I hate to think what's going to happen. But if we can actually play how we did in Bowen's first few games, then there's no reason why we can't go there and get, well, at least a draw and hopefully a win. They're obviously in a similar position to us, but they ha- they've, recent- they've recently got a new manager. So I think things are starting to improve for them. But hopefully we can go and get a draw on Saturday. Yeah, I would take a draw straight away, Sam. What are you thinking? Um, I'd take a draw. Um, I did hear earlier there's a very, very outside chance that Swift might be not necessarily starting, but back in the squad, um, which, you know, would be nice if we could bring someone like that late on if we are nil-nil or one-all or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you've got to take a draw on current form, away from home. Like, yeah, you just you take what you can get. So, a draw, I'll go for a draw, nil-nil. Yes. One thing that player that won't be playing on Saturday is Andy Udom. How much of a loss is he, uh, Harrison? It's a big loss, especially, I think, going forward. But I do think Gunter gets a lot of criticism. I think he'll be okay at times for a, like a backup choice to yeet it on. And hopefully, he's still got a point to prove. So hopefully, he'll be out there to try and prove a point. But if things aren't working with Gunter over the next game or two, then I think there's always Teddy Howe to bring in. Who well, He hasn't played a lot, but whenever he has played, he's, he's looked quite good. Mm. But no, I agree on Teddy. Yeah. Like change and maybe add some wingers in there, give Gunter a bit more protection. And then it, it means he doesn't have to get forward as much. Yeah, no, I totally agree on Teddy Howe. I, I mean, I, I can see why we're playing uh, Gunter. I don't have any issue with that because Teddy Howe, we're not playing well. If you put in a young player like that, it can go really well or it can go really badly. I remember having this with Rinomoto when he first came in. People were worried about him coming in. He actually did blossomed in that situation. But Yidham, um, for me, that's a huge loss because I think he's... I, Last season, I would have had him as our player of the season. And this season, I might have him in yeah. our top three mm. uh, for players of the season yeah, so far. Yeah. Where would you have him, uh, Sam? Do you think he's a big loss? I think he's... I know he's not a winger, but I think he's our best winger. Um, like, we we have really struggled width-wise this season. And, um, you know, the left side's been okay at times. I, I, I know Richard's been poor recently, but... He's been okay this season. Abita's been all right this season. Blackett, when he's been called in, has been okay. But Yeardom has consistently been um, great. His crossing's good. His ability to win the ball and run with it is really good. He plays like a winger um, when he's coming forward. Um, And he's a decent defender as well. I mean, I can't think of any other player, maybe maybe Swift, who has consistently been, you know, up there every single game. Um, I don't remember Yeardom having a bad game this season. so, yeah, I think he's he's definitely one of our best players and he's going to be a massive loss width-wise because based on last night, Gunter, I'm not going to say he's awful, but 
he was doing he was back to his old like under pressure who's the ball forward um and whenever he received the ball he turned back every single time whereas you know five years ago he was looking to beat his man whenever possible so I, I think, you know, I'm not saying he's passed it, but he's definitely got a confidence issue at the probably fairly, you know, reasonable considering the amount of time he's spent out. But um, yeah, I don't think he's going to give us anywhere near what we're getting from Yeardon. So how maybe would be a better shout, like Harrison said. Um, but I'm, I am very worried about our ability going forward without Yeardon. Yeah, I mean, some of us at the other end of the pitch... I think we both all agree. I mean, I don't know, but I'd say Bulldog starting up front with Jao. What do you think, Harrison? Yeah, I think give it a go. I think Jao, there's been times this season where he's looked good. I know he, he's obviously come, just come back from a long injury, but I think definitely worth giving him a chance. Um, and Bulldog, when he's played, has looked good. It's probably now time to give Pushkas a little rest. He's been playing, he's played a lot recently and maybe drop him for a game and then bring him on if we're we're chasing the game. Yeah, what do you think, Sam, on that one? Do you think it's a right call to bring those two in them? I don't... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't play Mate on current form. Um, I think Bulldog looked good before he got injured. And I actually think, like, people were quite perturbed when he got injured and we realised that we were going to have to rely on Pushkas and Mate possibly. Um, I think, given that Pushkas is probably... Injured. I don't know how bad it is, um, but they were talking about a dislocated shoulder. Is that is that? Yeah, the, is, yeah, that was mentioned. Yeah, he might be out at least for you know at least a few weeks. So I give Zhao a run because I think like even though he's not being great, um, give him a run and see how he does. And yeah, I just like Bulldogs work right. I think even when he's not yeah. playing well, he chases everything down, and Definitely. that was an issue last night until he came on. So I'd I'd, I'd go with those two up front. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's just a sheer energy that set up the chance for Mate, wasn't it? I yeah, mean, quality cross, but just to yeah. get in that position. I exactly. mean, yeah, I, I think he's yeah. playing really well. I think he's playing his, in his best form since he's signed for us, I'd say, at the moment, Bulldog. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No Charlie Adam, please. No Charlie Adam, you're dropping him out. Who are you going to bring in for him, though? Um, I mean, that's tough. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I just. So I want to know what's happened to Elisa. I may, may, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he played last season as though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, maybe, maybe. I mean, you see a lot of players coming from the academy and then drop back down for a while. It almost gives them that taste of like first team football, right? But Elise was one of the players who looked reasonably comfortable. Yeah. I remember him against Birmingham at the end of last season looking like our best player. Every yeah, time yeah, he controlled the game. Yeah. He was so, so good. Um, and it's a shame that he hasn't been more involved this season, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, like we were saying earlier on, I think with Adam, I just don't want him. I don't want him involved at the start of games. I don't mind him coming on late on when he can ping a few balls around. But I, I think there's a good chance that Ajaria is always going to struggle in a side with Adam because he doesn't have anyone to pass to because Adam's very rarely close to him. Um, so, yeah, I, the sooner Swiss back, the better. Yeah, no, I agree. Swift would be ideal, but I don't think he's likely to start, though, is he? No, maybe Pele, Pele um, come in, Pele, and is he fit? Yeah. I mean, he's okay. Yeah, he could come in. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, we'll have see. I'd have him in over Adam, definitely. Yeah, no, I see your point there. Yeah, uh, yeah, he just doesn't move, does he? So thanks a lot for uh, listening. Uh, appreciate it. If you could uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram now. 
that's where we're uh, available to uh, see what we're doing there. And uh, we will be back with another podcast on uh, Sunday. Dave Stevens will be hosting that one. No preview pod this weekend because uh, I haven't got time, basically. So we'll be back with that next week. Cheers. Thank you.